Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Good morning, or I should say afternoon now. Good afternoon. Um, if no one has told you this, um, Happy New Year. <laughs> For those that are like, ain't nobody really care about me. Uh, ain't nobody saying Happy New Year. I didn't get a Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year. Um, welcome to the Gap Church. Uh, this is the home of the Sant Ones. Come on, can we make some noise for that? Uh, we are filling the gap through freedom and the truth here. And so um, welcome. If this is your first time, um, thank you for joining us. You didn't have to, but you, you did. And so we know that God has a plan for you. Uh, whether you're watching us online or in person, like I said, thank you for joining us. Um, if you do not know who I am, uh, my name is David Oladara Potusin. I have the pleasure of being the lead pastor here at the Gap Church. And um, well, we thank God. Um, <laughs> and I'm super excited um, for us to be in a new year as this is our year of expressions. Everybody say expressions. Expressions. And what does that mean? We're expressing God's love. We're loving God more. We're loving ourselves more by finding out who we are in Christ and God, right? And we're loving others, right? Because the only way that the full expression of God's love can fully come out is if it comes through us and reaches people. Amen? Some of you are like, whoa. What did he just say? Oh, watch the online message from last week. <laughs> um, but today we, uh, we have the special privilege of having our first service back. And um, shout out to you guys. So I can say, I'm looking at all of y'all's faces. I can consider y'all day ones of 2024. <laughs> uh, and so for some of you, I want to say shout out to you. For some of you, you made a commitment like, God, I got to be in church more this year. That's my, that's my new year, uh, what do they call it, resolution. And so shout out to those who have made the commitment. Um, this is day one. We're praying for you that you make it to six months in, to seven months in. Come on. Amen. And so uh, we know that uh, the Holy Spirit will help you. And so we're starting a new series today by the name of Culture. Everybody say Culture. Many times when we see in bodies of uh, a house of worships, many times they start off um, many times of the year with a culture series. And culture series, usually they go over like uh, principles, values, guidelines, so many different things that, you know, applies to the house of worship. We're in. As we all know, who, who is the church? We are the church, right? So we are the church. This is just the home. This is just a, a building. This is just a house of worship. But we are the church. And so um, as I was preparing for uh, the first week, this weekend of this series, something that kept on coming to my mind is that it doesn't matter what I, I, I tell you guys. It doesn't matter if I have a very fancy presentation that talks about the new values and the gap and all these different things in the culture code if there's no culture within you. It doesn't matter what I will do here. Um, obviously, we know that the culture of the God Church is birthed by God, all these different things. But it doesn't matter if I say these things if the culture of God is not necessarily within you. And so I'll give us some understanding because what I want us to, the goal of today's message is not, of course, um, just to start this series off, but, but really for us to understand that uh, what God has ordained, what Jesus Christ did for 33 years must continue to flow through us. Amen. All right, and so let's open our Bibles real quick to 1 Peter 1, 14 to 16. 1 Peter 1, 14 to 16. Shout out to media. Thank you, guys. Um, if you're there, say there. I'll shout out to you. You guys are faster. Come on. It says, verse 14, as obedient children, he's talking about us. This is Peter talking to us. Peter had a little bit of sass with him. He said, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance or you had when you were sinning. Verse 15, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. Verse 16, for it is written, be holy because I am 
holy. I meaning God the Father who's saying this. Be holy because I am holy. Bless the reading of God's word. You see, as we are in this year, we have a very um, a huge task as believers that we go through this process many of us may not know called sanctification. Say sanctification. See, sanctification is a process that begins after we come into faith. Many of us know um, the, the, the salvation, you know, saying this, the, the salvation prayer, the mercy prayer, coming into relationship. But there's a sanctification process that happens. What does it mean, sanctification? Sanctification is very simple. It means holiness. Simple. So when you sanctify something, you're making it holy, right? And so here's the thing. God is holy, and if anyone knows the, the, the sermon that we had last year from glory to glory, it was us talking about how we reflect. As we look into God, we begin to look more like him, right? It's the same thing as sanctification. Jesus Christ is coming back for us, the church. Make some noise. Hey, we can't wait for you to come back. <laughs> um, he's coming for us one day, but what he expects is a holy bride, a holy bride. And so he doesn't just expect that and not give us the tools and not help us. Of course, he gave us the Holy Spirit. But he expects that we go through this sanctification process to become holy, to become set apart. And so as the scripture says, because I am holy, uh, be holy because I am holy. If you're taking notes for today's sermon, the title is Don't Stop the Flow. Don't Stop the Flow. Why am I saying all these things? I'm trying to build um, a, a little bit of context as culture, as we're going to be talking about culture um, for the next few weeks. And, and so here's the thing. In 33 years of Jesus Christ's life, what he did was not only create a culture, but continue a flow of culture that was started by his father. We see this in scripture in Matthew 5, 17. Very simple. It says, do not think, this is Jesus Christ talking, do not think I came to destroy the law or the prophets, but what? I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. I came to carry out the flow. Nothing has changed. My father's agenda has not changed. I'm just continuing what he, what he already started. This is the flow. And so in this flow that he started, he began to, to create a culture that us believers must fall into. And so that's why I'm saying before we even talk about culture for the church, we must understand the kingdom culture, the culture that Jesus Christ here ordained on earth. Amen? We see that um, we are called to be culture shifters. Jesus uh, was one of the, the first culture shifters. He, he put everybody on. I don't even want to know how it would be if, you were living, if Jesus was in this uh, society. I'm sure many of us would be like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you know, Jesus just, just, he, he just broke the rules. Um, and not only that, like I said, he shifted the culture because when other people were doing things, he was doing something completely different. He was exposing religiousness. He was exposing lies. He was exposing things um, that, that did, didn't need emphasis. And so understand that we are to follow this flow that Jesus Christ created. Why am I saying this? It's because of the culture we live in. Because of the culture we live in. We, we, if, if any, please, I hope everybody's paying attention to what's happening within the earth, right? Within the world, hopefully within Dallas. It's not just the weather that's cold. Don't just pay, pay, pay attention to that. There's more things that are happening. I want you to know that there's, there's a couple of things that are happening. Number one, we have a very unforgiving culture. Can we agree about that? Everybody knows what cancel culture is, right? People cancel people. People, people cut off ties so easily. If you ask one of your friends in the world, man, this girl did this to me. Girl, just cut her off. Just cut him off. We have a culture that if two people are married and there's issues happening, just have a divorce. Like, they, they just, unforgiving. 
We, are, we have an earthly culture that is, that is all about freedom. And, and many times when we hear freedom, I know because we've been uh, so in the church, so when we hear freedom, we think about the Holy Spirit. But in the world, we know freedom is not that. Freedom is do whatever you want to do. Sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. Explore anything you want to explore. Just be you. That leads me to my third point. Even in culture, if we're not careful, we, we will fall into the culture that we ha- uh, the earth has, which is perverted. The earthly culture is so perverted from, 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 from what you see on TikTok and Instagram and, and the fact that the feed changes to fit your perversion and fit your, for your lustful desires just to make sure you stay in the sin. All the way to children's books, teaching them same-sex marriage and teaching them that they don't have all these, you don't have, uh, you're not a male, you're not a female, you're whatever you want to be. I was making a joke recently that um, uh, when I was looking at Uber, it said Uber pet, you know, Uber pet option, and it was like the cheapest option. I was like, you know, nowadays, if I say I identify as a dog, (laughs) if I identify as a dog, nobody can tell me nothing. (laughs) It's a cheaper Uber. Shoot. <laughs> if I identify as a dog, what you going to tell me? That's a lawsuit. You know how people are. <laughs> it's a lawsuit. Discrimination. <laughs> we have a culture that is very partial, never consistent, always changing. One year we're wearing skinny jeans. The next year we're wearing baggy jeans. I'm, I'm trying to keep up, keep up, guys. I mean, if you go into a Paxson or Forever 21 or some of these stores, I mean, Woman, I feel for you guys. I'm just like, man, y'all can't even, it's, it's not even possible for you guys to cover up because of the way the dress code is in the stores. It's already bad. <laughs> Someone, that was a bit personal. I keep spending my money and nothing's working. Nothing's changing. I look in the closet and I keep on seeing the same thing. Um, we have a very selfish culture. Very selfish. Like I said, do you, do what you want to do. You're not obliged, you're not obligated to anybody. They can't tell you what to do. Anyone that wants to tell you what to do, obviously is your op. They against you. We have a very loud and fast culture, quick to react, quick to change, very aggressive. I don't know about y'all, but who are just so aggressive these days? Like just one thing, how are you doing? How am I doing? Your energy is not. All right then. Sorry, I guess I'm the one that, I'm the problem then. <laughs> energy this, energy that, I'm sorry. Your energy is not, it's not giving. <laughs> and so this is the culture that we live in. This is the reality of, of what we live in right now. And as believers, we must understand this reality. Please do not be numb to this reality. Do not be numb to this reality. We are sent ones. We are people going into the gaps. So please don't be numb. And so as we are beginning the year, and many of us are saying, what do I want this year to look like? How do I want to operate this year? I want you to understand that as we go forth, the culture you set for your life is where everything will flow from. So if you choose to be someone who is unforgiving and tap into the unforgiving culture, every single thing that happens, business relationships, workplace relationships, every single thing, as soon as someone checks you out of the unforgiving culture, it will flow unforgiveness. I'm cutting you off. I'm not talking to you anymore. So if we subscribe to the earthly culture, we begin to flow our business ideas through that. 
We begin to flow our customs through that. We begin to flow our lifestyle through that. And that's why I'm saying we have to be careful not to stop the flow, the original flow. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Matthew 5, 13 to 16, the Good News Translation, it says, this is Jesus Christ talking. It says, you are like the salt for the whole human race. Amen? Amen? We are the salt for the whole human race. It says, but if salt loses its saltiness, if salt subscribes to the culture... There is no way to make it salty again. It has been worthless, so it is thrown out and people trample on it. Verse 14, you are like the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. Come on. Verse 15, no one lights a lamp, and this is speaking to some people who need some encouragement. No one lights a lamp, no one calls you, no one has ordained you and puts it under a bowl. Instead, it is put on a lampstand. For those who want to hide themselves. Put on a lampstand where it gives light for everyone in the house. Verse 16. In the same way, your light must shine before the people. So that they will see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. That's a word right there. And so, I'm here to address your motives this year. Because everything you do must come and must flow from the way Jesus Christ walked. If it doesn't look like him, it's not him. We see what the culture looks like already. And many of us, I've been guilty of this, we start making decisions already based on what the culture's values are. Well, this is how people do it. I gotta be ruthless. This is the culture we live in. But what the scripture is saying here, Jesus is saying that, that here's the thing, in the same way your light must shine before people so that they will see the good things you do and praise me, your Father in heaven. So despite what the culture looks like, despite, despite what the culture is saying, here's the thing. People got to praise the Father by looking at you. There has to be glory. There has to be praise that is attributed by people seeing you. And so, like I said, before we even go into the gap culture, before I even talk about what we're supposed to do, and, and, and I'm not even probably going to get to it today. I might get to it next week. But I want you to know that there has to be the Jesus culture within you. What good is it? Like I said, what good is it for me to tell you what I believe, the, what we believe the gap church culture is and how we should be this and how we should be that if you don't even have that the Christ-like culture ingrained within you? We see Romans 13, 14. Romans 13, 14. It says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. I'm urging you this year to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. The question that I want you to be asking yourself through this message is, does the culture of your life embody the life and culture of Christ? Does what you hold, the principles of your life, the foundations of your life, does it embody the life and culture of Jesus Christ? And so what is this culture? Like I said, Jesus came to earth, lived for 33 years to continue the flow established by his father. What exactly was the flow established from his father? And what did he walk out? Number one, faith. There's many things, by the way. There's many cultural uh, pinnacle things, foundations and principles, but I have a few here. So faith is the first one. I'll run through them just quickly. We see this in the Old Testament. God the Father with Abraham and Noah requires Noah to have faith. I'm about to flood the world. <laughs> Build an ark. 
But we also see this, this, same, this same principle in the New Testament with Jesus Christ. In, in Luke 17, 6, many of us know the scripture. It says, so the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. We see multiple times in scripture that Jesus Christ continues to ask people and say, do you believe? He says to some people, your faith has made you. He continues the flow. So there's some people this year that people are going to ask you some things. And we live in a culture that we're built on patterns. We're built on if it worked for the last person, it's going to work for me. But God is saying, I want you to, to, to flow from faith. Continue the flow from faith. Do you have faith when all the patterns are against you? Will you, have, will you speak faith on someone who needs healing within your, within your friendships, even though the doctor's report looks completely different? Because when it comes to earthly standards, the old earthly culture, what the doctor says is what the doctor says. Number two. Compassion. Compassion. We see this flow was started by God the Father. We see this with Hannah and Hagar. With Hannah, we see her come to Shiloh crying for a baby. It says the Lord looked upon her. We see this continued on in Jesus Christ's life. Matthew 14, 14, many of us know the scripture as well. It said, and when Jesus went out, he saw the great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Continue the flow. Continue the flow. We live in a culture, like I said, very selfish. I have a schedule. I have things to do. If I know you look like you're in need, I got things to go. I got, I'm sorry, next time. But God is saying that, will you, will, you, will you pause your schedule so that the flow of compassion can continue through you? Number three, a lot of us know this one, love. God shows us all the time in the Old Testament with the Israelites. Through many people, we know the Israelites were troublesome. But God continues to show his love, continues to fulfill his promises. And we see this in the New Testament, of course, with Jesus Christ. John 15, 12 to 13. John 15, 12 to 13 says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. He's saying there's a flow that's been started. Catch the flow. 13, greater love, ha greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And so in situations this year, when people are vexing you, <laughs> when your significant other is getting on your nerves, when they're, they're not appreciating you at work and you know you should have been promoted already, is it going to flow from that unforgiving culture? Is it going to flow from that selfish culture? Or is it going to flow from the culture of Jesus Christ's love? Number four. Forgiveness and mercy. This is the culture of God. We see this with the story of Joseph. Joseph, after being abandoned by his brothers, being manipulated, at the end of the story, we see that there's forgiveness and mercy. We see this with Jonah and the Ninevites. Why was Jonah running? Because he knew that God was going to end up forgiving the people. 
And then we see this in the New Testament with Jesus Christ. We see this in Luke 7, 48, when he says to the woman who was pouring out her tears upon him and, and, and wiping his feet with her, with her hair and tears, he says it very strictly. He says, it, he says that what? Your sins have been forgiven. This year, we live in a culture where people don't make excuses for other people. But where's it going to flow from? When someone slaps you on one side, I know people say, try Jesus, but don't try me. Here's the thing. That's not, as, that's not biblical. Try me so you can see Jesus through me. Because where is it flowing from? The flow has to continue. Don't stop the flow. Number five, humility. We see this with King David and Daniel in the Old Testament. How humble David was a man after God's heart. Continue to, to, to humble himself before the Father. And we see Paul talk about this in the New Testament about Jesus Christ in Philippians 2.8. He says, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. Some of us, we live in a society where they say the more money you make, the more titles you have, you have every reason to walk them into a room with your head high. You have every reason to talk to somebody. You can talk down to somebody because you paid the price for it. But we are talking about the king of kings and the lord of lords coming in human form and humbling himself all the way to the point of death. Don't stop the flow. It doesn't matter how much money you make this year, how much your business increases, how much favor is upon you, how many scholarships you get, how many blessings, how many things. One thing after another comes. Remember... The character and the culture of Jesus Christ is to remain humble. So as the culture is saying, brag about it, let the haters know you up. <laughs> Drive in the parking lot 70 miles per hour. Show them the new car. Remember the culture that Jesus Christ established. Humility. And the last but not the least, number six, Holiness. We see this with Zechariah and Aaron, the Levites in the Old Testament, as God put so many, so many critiques and so many different uh, stipulations on what it took to get to him because he wanted to make sure that people remained holy before him. And so in the New Testament, it's no different. Hebrews 7.26, for such a high priest was fitting of us who is holy, Jesus didn't command sin, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens. And so as you walk in this year, there's going to be things that are going to say, it's okay to be in Christ and be dirty. It's, it's okay to be lukewarm. It's okay. We're all progressing. Everyone messes up. I get it, but we serve a holy God. The standard has never changed. The standard upon your head has never changed. He's coming back, and if you are not holy, if you are not, I'm telling you, he has not changed. There's someone that, that, likes to, that likes to say that God is an old man. The same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The standard has never changed. Just because the rules are different for us, let's not forget he is still who he is. And so, 
we must not stop the flow. Like I said, be thinking to yourself, is the culture of my life parallel to the life of Jesus Christ? Is it parallel? As I'm closing here, I have a few more points. I want us to know this. If we're not careful and we continue to read the Bible blindly, specifically the New Testament, we will forget who everyone is looking at. I know we love the epistles and we love Paul and we love Hebrews and we love uh, all these different books and we love all these stories. And and, And trust me, I get it. But understand and don't forget who they're looking at. Who are they looking at? They're looking at Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 says, Therefore, we also, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with the endurance, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our Who for the joy that was set before him endeared the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Here's the thing. Don't don't skip past it. I want us to fall in love with Jesus again. I was saying this in the first service. There's something that Paul saw. There's something that Peter saw. There's something that John saw. There's something that, that Jude saw, Matthew saw. I must see it. And what I can see that's consistent upon all the scriptures in the New Testament is that they were looking to Jesus. As I close, real quick, five points, I believe, or four points, there we go. How do we keep the flow going? Four points. Number one, examine yourself daily. Examine yourself daily. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 27. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 27. It says, every athlete, this is Paul talking. You know, Paul was ruthless. <laughs> every athlete in training submits to strict discipline in order to be crowned with a wreath that will not last. But we do it for the one that will last forever. Verse 26. That is why I run straight for the finish line. And that is why I am like a boxer who does not waste his punches. Verse 27. I harden my body with blows and bring it under complete control to keep myself from being disqualified after having called each other to the contest. Another scripture also says that put yourselves to the test and judge yourselves daily. Whether you are truly living in faith. That's uh, 2 Corinthians 13.5. We must examine ourselves daily. And what I, is what my life, that, does my life look exactly like the, the, the core culture that Jesus Christ embodied over the 33 years of his life? Examine yourself. Don't wait for somebody else to speak up. That's part of our culture too. If no one says anything about it, then what's the problem? Examine yourselves daily. I, I want to I emphasize on something here. In that 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 27, the verse 27, it says, I harden my body with blows and bring it under complete control to keep myself from being disqualified after having called others to the contest. Because there's the thing. When people see you're continuing the flow, they're going to come as well. When they experience the love of Jesus Christ, when they experience that, wow, this person is humble, when they begin to say that, this person is different, 
they're going to come in. And so we must examine ourselves because here's the thing. As people are, are coming in to the glory of Jesus Christ through our, through our, our lifestyle and through the way we walk, we got to make sure that we don't get too excited. we got to make sure that we're still in line. How do we keep the flow in this culture? Number two, study the life of Jesus. Study the life of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, simple. Imitate me then just as I imitate Christ. Please, let us not miss the point of Christ. Let's put some respect on Christ this year. He single-handedly showed us the what's, the who, the why, the how, everything within 33 years. This, this is why I, I didn't say study the Bible. I said study the life of Jesus Christ. I was, as I was preparing, it was just such a strong, a strong rebuke that we, here's the thing, idolatry is idolatry. And I felt such a strong rebuke that please don't idolize Paul, Peter, Jude. Yes, they're my people, but the son is who they're looking at. I know that I know it's a bit of a it's a more excite some more exciting scriptures to read. I know there's some things that you can you can probably relate more to, but I, I want you to understand that there's 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 not there's not four synodic gospels for no reason that are all the same about Jesus Christ. It's the emphasis that if you don't get the story the first time this way, you're gonna get it the second time. If you don't get it the second time, you're gonna get it the third time. If you don't get it the third time, the fourth time you don't get it. I'm gonna give you four different perspectives. Read, study the life of Jesus Christ. You want the answer? Go look at his life. Number three, accept correction, specifically from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> accept correction from the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 5 to 6, Romans 8, 5 to 6, it says, those who live as their human nature tells them to have their minds controlled by what human nature wants. Those who live as the Spirit tells them to have their minds controlled by what the Spirit wants. Here's the kicker, verse 6. To be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the Spirit results in life and peace. I know there's some things that your brother and sister in Christ or your significant other or your coworker may say to you that could be a critique or something about your life that you may not necessarily really like. We all have egos. We're dealing with it. But I want you to understand, yield every single time to the Holy Spirit's voice. Because there's some things that they may say to you, they may correct you, and you may not like it. But the Holy Spirit will be like, they're not lying though. You got to work on it. Let the Holy Spirit correct you. He's your helper. And number four, consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourself. Consecrate, the definition for that is to make or declare something sacred. Make or declare something sacred. Dedicate formally. In the scripture that we read earlier, Matthew 5, 13 to 16, it says you are like salt for the whole human race. I want to skip to, prop, yeah, so verse 14. Uh, it says you are like the light for the, you are like light for the whole world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. I begin to just imagine that when you are a city on a hill, you must make sure you're always, you're, you always got to get some God together. If you know, here's the thing. If I tell some people in this place, hey, 
there's going to be a photo shoot. Get ready for it. Ah, makeup, hair, dresses, outfits will be ready. Why? Because you're about to be on a pedestal. The attention's on you. So if you are a city on a hill, the maintenance, the cleaning, isn't it so disappointing when you, when you hear about a really nice big city and you go to it and it's so dirty, it's so filthy, it's smelly, the restaurants suck, like the people are rude. Do you ever want to go to that city again? You don't. You don't want to go to that city. God is saying we are the city set upon the hill. Consecration. So begin to walk in the lifestyle of someone who is upon the hill. Begin to, begin to set your, for, that's what I'm saying. When you are in Christ, you're beautiful. Because you understand that I am the light. I am the light. I am the, I make things better. I make, I, I bring taste to this world. And so I'm not an average Joe. I have value. And so understand that you are a city upon the hill. And so with everything I've said, we must keep the flow going. God the Father started it. Jesus Christ came, justified it. Paul came into the picture. Peter was there. Matthew was there. Mark was there. Peter was there. Timothy would be there. And what, they were, what were they doing? Continuing the, the flow. And so as we are in this new year, before we talk about culture of the church, understand, is the flow continuing in my life? Is the flow still there? Is the culture of my life, if, is everything I'm doing flowing from the source? Check it. Analyze it. In my business, in my marriage, in my relationships, in school, in my workplace, are my actions, are my goals, is the principles of my life flowing from what Jesus Christ has started. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Simple, simple, simple prayer. God, help me to continue to keep the flow going that your son started. Help me to keep it going, oh God. Give me the strength. Give me the self-control. Perfect the faith, God. Perfect the faith that you started with me, oh God. As I'm in this process of sanctification, God, I don't want to stop what you're doing. I don't want to stop what you started, God. I want people to look at me and see the glory of God through me. God, I don't want the flow to stop. I don't want the flow to stop, oh God. I don't want it to stop, oh God. God, as you've sent us your Holy Spirit, oh God, let him help us to continue the flow. Let him help us, Heavenly Father, God, to continue what you started, oh God, so that those around, around us can come and see you, so that those around us can come and see your glory, so that those around us can know that we serve a glorious King, a forgiving God. Even in the midst of the culture we live in, Heavenly Father, God, help us. Help us, oh God. And even as we're praying, as our heads are still bowed, we want to give the opportunity for anyone that is watching online or in person an opportunity to come 
into relationship with God or even back into relationship. Many times as we begin a new year, we begin to analyze where we've missed it. We begin to analyze what can be better, what needs to be different this year. And some people have come today with an expectation that, God, I'm here because I know that I wanted to start this off right. For some people, you're, you've listened to this message and you're like, man, I, I look at all these things and I don't even align with the culture of Jesus Christ. I don't even have that relationship, but God, I, I want something different. And so we're going to say a prayer together. And, and if you have been able to identify with what I was just saying, I want you to say this prayer specifically to God because he hears you. And I want you to mean it from the depth of your heart. And so let's say this together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Still keeping our heads bowed just real quick. I want to be able to pray for anyone who said that prayer and meant it. Just raise your hand right now. I want to pray with you as you're starting this new journey. This is a very serious journey. And so if you made that decision, just raise your hand up. I want to pray with you uh, because this is a, it's a fresh start. This is a new journey. God, we say thank you for those that are making this decision, Lord. We say thank you. Can you just raise your hands up a little bit more so I can be able to identify and pray with you? There we go. God, we say thank you, Heavenly Father, for your mercy that has been extended, God, as you sent your son upon the cross to die for us, God. We say thank you, Heavenly Father. And so, God, we say thank you for this decision that is being made. For these individuals, they're making a declaration that they want to be in relationship with you, God, that they want to start afresh, Heavenly Father, God, and they want to continue out the flow that you started, Heavenly Father. And so, God, even as they're making this decision, God, they will not regret this decision, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, against the voice of shame, God, against uh, the, the voice of guilt, Heavenly Father, God. We pray, God, against anything or any person that may want to drag them back into, into the filth, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, that even as we are in the year of expressions, God, that you begin to express your love to them in a different way, God begin to show forth the manifestations of presence and relationship, God. Begin to spark something new in their secret place, Heavenly Father, God. Begin to raise a community around them, God, that can help them through this journey, God. God, we say thank you, Lord. And for everyone else, God, we just want to say thank you for the honor and the privilege of being in relationship with you, God. But we ask, help us, Lord. Help us on this journey, God, to be holy, to be like you, God. And we pray, Heavenly Father, with this journey and this sanctification process, that when you come back, that we will be qualified heavenly father and that we will hear the words well done my good and faithful servant god we say thank you in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen 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 can we just begin to lift up a sound to god as we are going to keep the flow everybody say i'm keeping the flow i'm keeping the flow i'm keeping the flow thank you for tuning into the gap church podcast we hope this message blessed you if you made that choice to give your life to christ congratulations we celebrate you don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.